Hey everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the Embodied Business Podcast. Really happy to have you and I'm going to try at least to make this a really short and sweet recording. So I'm just coming out of teaching an evergreen class in the Embodied Business community or rather a class about making evergreen classes and courses. Um, and one question that came up I think was really important which is what kind of topics are actually working as evergreen self-study options? So we talked about the fact that many people struggle to complete a self-study course in their own time, um, be that about because of overwhelm or um, it might not being the possibly not being the right format, all kinds of reasons, right? And and I think that's really common. I know that I have taken classes that I haven't completed and that I might have completed if it had been. Um, like a firm a container, a life class with group accountability. So I really want to say that I'm only speaking from my own experience here and I think there's no way of knowing exactly what's going to work for someone. I think something really valuable that you can do if you're interested in this question is to just ask your community, be that on Instagram or in your newsletter or in people that you just know about how they would enjoy learning something from you and what they would like to learn in different kinds of formats. So in my last podcast episode, I talked a little bit about the process um, of creating an evergreen and why I think that can be a really good thing for your business. So to recap really quickly, I think the key takeaways were that, that um, it's a great way to share something across time and space. In some cases, it can be a more accessible way for people to learn something. Um, it can be a smaller commitment. So if you have people that can't afford with working with you one-on-one, -on -one, for example, this might be a really nice way um, to make some of your work more accessible to more people. Of course, there's more to accessibility than just pricing, which is a bigger conversation. Um, but generally, this is one aspect of it. And of course, also, it can um, make you some extra income and maybe create a little bit more financial stability in your business and therefore allow you to rest more and take more creative risks. I also think that um, course production can be easier than we sometimes make it. I know that I have really made it unnecessarily hard for myself in the past, for example, by forcing myself to create uh, screen-facing videos where I try to look nice and brush my hair and get good lighting um, and then look at the camera and read something off the screen. I actually found that really difficult and I now mostly record my classes by sharing slides, which is actually helpful for people to look at, or by sharing my screens when I'm teaching something more technical like WordPress or branding, then I'm just showing people directly what I'm doing, um, which is actually much better than looking at my face in that case. Okay, so this is a quick recap. And also to say again that in July, starting July 5th, I'm, um, I'm offering a live four-week program called Create and Launch where we'll have four modules that are pre-recorded and that really show you step-by-step -step how to you can create your first class or course. Um, and then we'll have Monday uh, live classes, Q&As where you can ask questions, meet other people, share your process and really make sure that you get this done. So by the end of the summer, you'll have a nice evergreen product that you can offer people as we head into the back to school vibe. I will link to that in the show notes. It's $180 early bird pricing till uh, June 18th. Okay, so now about what kind of topics can work for evergreen courses. And again, 
really just speaking from my own experience, I think something that I'm really curious about is um, the diversity in learning that we see and also the fact that the internet is really still so young. So while there are some interesting studies out there around what does and doesn't work for people who are learning online, there's also just so much that we haven't tried or that is really new to us in some way. So I want to kind of just bring that to our attention and allow us to have like a playful, curious, open approach to this because, yeah, it's pretty new. And I, I love um, pedagogy and the idea of really thinking about how we can share knowledge and power in beautiful ways. I think the core question is, what can I teach that is independently achievable to people, right? And that's actually like a really good and really simple question to ask. It doesn't have to be super complicated. Just look at what you know and what you do in your work. Ask yourself why you're excited about it. Maybe also ask yourself what you would like to share with your younger self. So I know there are so many things I wish I had known sooner in my business and I'm really excited to share them with other people now. For example, how to create an evergreen class or how to make a website or how to uh, make a brand um, or how to question social media. So I think that is a really beautiful starting point. What do you wish you had known sooner or what would you like to share with your younger self? And yeah, so the next thing I think that's helpful to think about is where is this offering falling on the spectrum of um, kind of the magic of group accountability to get stuff done versus it being kind of on their own time and in complete privacy. This privacy piece is something I found interesting and I saw it first mentioned by someone called Catherine May who wrote the book Wintering and is offering writing classes. So she has an evergreen course and in the description she says you can take this course uh, with full privacy and I was like oh yeah you know like that actually is interesting and makes sense because there are certain things I think that I would like to learn about and I'm curious about but I don't necessarily want to share them immediately. So I used to um, write poetry in my 20s, for example, and I kind of just stopped 10 years ago. Now I feel kind of awkward, but also excited. And so I would like to take a poetry class this summer, but I'm not actually ready to share any of my poetry writing or I don't necessarily want to be in like a live class with other people who write or read out and then, you know, share notes and stuff. I think I'm just feeling a little bit too shy to do that at this point. Um, and that's just one of many examples, right? But there's different. There's definitely also other things where I know I need to be in some kind of container to actually make the thing happen. Um, so really think about your own experience because likely in your business or in your community around your business, you have attracted people that are having things in common with you, you know? So, um, you know, what do you enjoy in in what you study? Do you have you made really good experiences with evergreen courses and why did those work for you and if your experiences weren't that good why was that did it feel disappointing um to kind of be on your own with the material or did you have questions that maybe you needed support around or did you just need more structure and accountability 
So having a think about the kinds of obstacles that can come up with people. And I, th I think the main kind of categories that I would group them in is um, are the following. So the first one is uncertainty about how to work with the material. Um, so I've definitely experienced that where I signed up for something where um, I was mostly on my own with the material or there was some kind of guidance, but I was just kind of overwhelmed as to what where to start. And I think I wouldn't have needed kind of like a nice welcome section or a welcome email that really lays out for me step by step what I should do first and what follows and why this makes sense, right? Um, so this is something that's avoidable, I think, but it's easier said than done in a way. Um, the second thing I think can come up is resistance to change in transformational or creative work. Um, this could be broader, actually, but transformational creative work is kind of my experience of that not working, where I have signed up for self-study courses that uh, were pushing an edge for me that I couldn't kind of get beat past by myself, basically. So I am... Um, I have this story which I know many people have and which is very silly in a way that I can't draw but I feel really strongly about it. I know it's not true. I know we're all artists and I really believe that. I say that to other people from my heart um, but I also you know have this part of myself that's like I can't draw. <laughs> End of story. And so I signed up for a really small self-study course. Um, I think it was like a five-part class where it's meant to learn how to draw birds. And I received a welcome. It was just like one email. So it wasn't really like taken through the experience, for example, by getting a w an email a week that would have nudged me. So I just got one email that kind of dumped all the content on me. And I watched the first video. I tried to draw a bird. And <laughs> I kind of got frustrated. And I, I mean, this was such an easy thing, right? It wasn't asking a ton of me. I was just about to watch four more videos and do more writing, uh, drawing exercises. But I think I feel so silly saying this out loud now because obviously I signed up for the class. I made this decision to learn how to draw birds, but it didn't follow through. I got overwhelmed and distracted with other stuff. And I think I was just feeling resistant in this part of myself that really wants to be an artist, but just feels very frustrated about the fact that my drawings initially don't really look like actual birds. <laughs> and so... And so I kind of just dropped the class, right? And also I didn't get I didn't get follow-up emails. That would have been nice. Um, there wasn't like a way to ask questions or have a Q&A session or something. Um, so yeah, so that's just like one, that was my dog, sorry. That's like just an example of how sometimes I think when we're, we're inviting people into bigger transformations, oh my God, sorry. When we're inviting people into bigger transformations, sometimes we just need to also offer support. And there's a ton of really transformational stuff, I think, that can be taught in evergreen self-study courses. But it really depends on the person, right? And I think also to a really big range of people, learning how to draw birds on, the, on their own would have been amazing. You know, they just don't have the same kind of stuff around not being able to draw that I have. Okay. So another thing that can come up, I think, is a lack of time and attention span. And that just that just depends on the person. And I think as, as facilitators, there's not a ton that we can do about that. 
And also, I think we need to leave people with the self-responsibility of making the time if they want to learn something. And that totally applies to myself, of course, you know, like, there is something kind of silly in signing up for something and not doing the thing. And if, if you do that repeatedly, then maybe that's inviting you to ask yourself some questions about what you want to prioritize in your life and whether you maybe are overwhelming yourself with too much content. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> and then the last piece I'll say that can kind of can can come up as an obstacle, I think, is just having unanswered questions, and I think that can be a problem when we're teaching something for the first time and we haven't really got a feeling yet for the kinds of questions that people might have. Um, I think that I hope in my classes that all the main uh, questions are covered. And what I'm going to do moving forward for my evergreen self-study stuff is to offer a really simple form. Um, I'm going to use Google Form, which is free, and it's just going to have three questions. The first is your name and email, what is your question, and then the third question is, do you have any other feedback? And so I'm going to collect these questions, and I'm going to answer them on the podcast or on the blog, depending on uh, which format works best for the question at hand. And I think that's a great way, I think it's a win-win-win, actually, because it allows me to offer evergreen courses that still have this element of support if people really do have questions. The, th the second benefit is I think that people really have a think about whether their question has or has not been answered yet. That is my hope, at least, you know, like I think that people will really read through the material or listen or watch it before they go ahead and use this form. And the third benefit is I think that my answers will be available for free for anyone right they will be on my blog post uh, or in the podcast and it might be a question that other people that don't take my current class have as well so that's useful for everyone and it's also not tying me to a specific schedule um, of teaching life all the time so I feel like that is a really good balance between an evergreen and a life group experience and um, with the create and launch classes coming up in July I feel that um it will be really beautiful for me to facilitate this live and to see what people are working on. And I also think that because there can be a lot of resistance around creating your first class or course and some technical stuff that come out, it will be really nice to be able to offer this accountability. But I also totally think that afterwards, this course might be available as an evergreen for people who are actually really happy to do it on their own and don't necessarily need the group support. So I want to talk a little bit more about what has and hasn't worked for me in my own experience of taking Evergreen classes. So what hasn't worked for me is longer containers that ask me to change my behavior or develop a new habit. So I have done uh, Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way, a couple of times, for example, and I really enjoy some aspects of it. I changed the language in some cases for myself because I find that more relatable. And I, I really love the idea of writing every morning. And when I do, I really see that it makes a big difference in my life. And in a way, you know, it is a book, but it's also kind of a self-study course. It's meant to be like a 12 week program that you take yourself through and I know that people who do really take themselves through it have amazing results in another way I also know that writing three full pages every morning by hand very consistently going on an artist day every week is a big lifestyle change in a way and I do these things very frequently right now in my life and have for a long time so I definitely have like 
weekly evenings where I go on an artist day if you want to call it that with myself and I'm undistracted and I just drop into something really pleasurable or creative that I like to do and I also journal all the time so over time I have kind of achieved what I set out to do I guess by buying this book but it took me several attempts and I think it might have been nice to join a group to change to exchange notes on this because I think yeah like I said you know compared to my mid-20s where I had a much more hectic and slightly chaotic lifestyle this is a massive uh, change in my habits to be journaling almost every day and to have these rituals for myself so I needed lots of different things over long periods of time to come together to now be in a place where I have you know I've made that room in my life for these things um yeah <laughs> um so yeah so these kind of things that are longer containers 12 weeks feels like a long time to be in a self-study experience and I say this now, and then I also think about the fact that I've done my first degree uh, from home uh, studying over distance, which was a three-year experience, which is obviously much bigger. So it really depends, I guess. Um, but yeah, for me, personal transformative stuff, meeting creative edges, uh, doing work around shame or sexuality has been historically been things that I wanted to do in groups so that I could have that support and the, also the fact of being witnessed has been important for me. Things that have really worked well for me as evergreens have been smaller containers, so things that I've done maybe between two and four weeks where I wanted to learn something smaller and tangible. So example, I've taken herbal, herbalism classes where I learned about making herbal infused oils or making certain kinds of, sort of potions or learning about um, sleeping better and creating like sleep hygiene rituals. Um, I also took smaller creative writing classes or uh, journaling stuff. Um, I took a lot of ritual classes that I really loved and they all had like kind of a really specific aim and just a, a smaller time span. So that worked really well for me. And in the area of business, I've also taken classes around newsletter building, finding confidence, um, creating courses. It's, it's a course, <laughs> this is a bit meta now, but that's also, you know, classes that I enjoyed studying by myself. Um, and as a general guideline, what I'm taking away for the, from this, from this question, like what topics work for evergreen classes in my own work is that I want to teach things as an evergreen if they have a measurable practical outcome or if they can be contained in two or three modules. So either of those two things needs to apply for me. So measurable practical outcome for me, that would be something like helping someone to learn how to create branding in Canva or I have this short uh, questioning social media class, uh, learning how to create a WordPress website. That is complex. It might work better for people in a life container, but if someone is really determined and they are on a budget, I trust that they can learn through this course to do by themselves. Um, the alternative would be two or three modules, and I think that's what I imagine I will kind of have as a guideline over at um, what was previously Daydream Rolls and is now called Rituals in Nature. Um, so what I would like to teach there, for example, is a class on heartbreak, 
um, a bit awkward to say that, and I have been procrastinating that for this very reason for ages, but I feel like I've been heartbroken a lot in my 20s, and actually I would really love to record a class, like an audio class with a workbook, with sweet rituals that you can do when you're heartbroken, and it's not going to be a massive deal or something that's going to take months. I imagine this is some like a smaller class that someone takes when, when they're currently heartbroken. I'd also love to teach more, oh, I'm sorry, that was Ernie. I would love to teach more around um, rituals for a certain time of the year, um, rituals for certain phases or situations or transitions in life. So those would all be kind of smaller pieces. And then where I actually really see the benefit of um, being in groups and being live is the creative space sessions that I'm teaching through my Patreon. So um, for about eight months, I think, from from autumn last year till very recently, I was offering um, live creative space sessions every other week. And we would just meet on Zoom, uh, we would open with a meditation, um, I would draw a card, sometimes there would be journaling prompts, and then we would quietly kind of create together. And that accountability, I think, worked really well for that group. People showed up really frequently and everyone was like, just committing to their own practice and we didn't always interact a great deal or talk a lot about the work that we were making but people were painting and writing and drawing or weaving or knitting and it was just really nice to be together so I think all this to say that I definitely see the value in both and that I think different things just work really well in uh, different situations. So I hope this has given you some ideas of what you might teach as an evergreen class in your course. Um, if you have any questions, let me know. Again, if you want to go deeper, join the Create and Launch program. I would love to have you. Thank you so much for listening.